0: on Local Now, Channel 525.
1: We are reminded that this world, as troubled as it is, is not our final destination. It is a temporary stopping point on our way home. We are not conformed to this world, for we have been transformed by the renewing of our minds through Christ Jesus. Our God is holy, and as His children, He expects nothing less of us, no matter what. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy, as you will want to take notes as Pastor Rander continues to minister to us today.
0: Are you here today singing Zion songs, but you're disconnected from God? Are you in the media ministry, the choir, are you an usher, working in the nursery, uh, sitting with your big fat Bibles, but you don't have a big fat relationship with God? They were in the temple, but they were disconnected from God. They did not have God's approval to do what they were doing because they had just messed up and abused sacred things, and God removed the approval for them to even be serving. They did not have favor from God because God is rebuking them through the prophet Malachi. It is a horrible thing when you're serving in the church as the priests were in Malachi's day without favor from God without favor from God. You know what what else they didn't have? They did not have the presence of God. It's a horrible thing when people can see everything but the presence of God in you and upon you. They they don't see that holy aura. Uh, They don't see that Christian disposition, the presence of God. Uh, They did not have the anointing of God. You know it's possible to be faithful in attendance but not have the anointing or the empowerment of God upon your life, whether you are playing an instrument or whether you are uh, serving the people, receiving offerings, or whether you are uh, standing as a greeter or a receptionist or whatever you are doing, a counter of finances. You can do a thing so r- routinely without any reverential fear until the presence of God is no longer there and so it is today many are serving in the lord's church in the same spiritual condition as the priests number 2 in this passage we see an absence of reverential fear say reverential fear say it a little bit louder say it a little bit louder say that strong young man what is lacking in the church and in the Christian life is the reverential fear of God. Malachi 1.6 in the text says, where is my reverence? You need to underline that, highlight it, put a double line or do whatever you can do with it, but don't let, that's the gist of this passage. Where is my reverence? What a question. Sometimes you can speed read the Bible, read so fast, and the the principles and the scriptures can't resonate with you. That's the question. Where is the reverence of fear of God in your life? Well, let me pose the question this way, my friends. What does it mean to have the reverential fear of God, and how do you know when you don't possess it? What is the reverential fear? Malachi is speaking on behalf of God and he's questioning the people. God uses Malachi and God asks the question through Malachi, where is my reverence? What does it mean to have a reverential fear of God and how do you know when you don't possess that reverential fear? That's why some churches are in a mess. Many Christian lives are in a mess. They have no respect for God, no regard for God, and no reverential fear for God. They can do anything and it don't even bother them, go to sleep and snore. To have a reverential fear of God is to honor him. To have a reverential fear of God is to have a deep respect for God. To have a reverential fear of God is to be awed at God, to have a holy awe of God. Awe, It is an admiration of God. It is a deep abiding affection for God. If you look closely, you'll see something there. Look at Malachi chapter one, verse 14 B. It says something else profound there. It says, for I am a great king. Oh man, that's awesome. For I am a great king. Says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Whether it's Africa, China, whether it's America, uh, Australia, New Zealand, he says, For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Where is the reverential fear of God in America? Where is the reverential fear of God in the White House, in the Senate, in the Congress, in the Supreme Court, in the governorship, mayoral ship, uh, uh, in the school boards, in the school systems, uh, in the judicial process? Where is the reverential fear of almighty God? We can, We don't want in God we trust. We don't want prayer in the school. We mock Christians. We divorce. Our, this nation is divorcing uh, itself from sacred things and don't want God mentioned anywhere. Anything related associated with God. Take it out. Everything must be politically correct. Where is the reverential fear of God in America? And where, oh where, is the reverential fear of God in the church today? People can lie in the church. Cuss in the church. homemonger in the church. Mess around in the church. Flirt with other folk, wives and husbands in the church. Steal in the church. Hurt and stab and backstab and gossip on one another. Where in the church at large is the reverential fear of Almighty God? Tell me where it is. When you can dress any kind of way and don't even care. Exposing yourself. And all haughty and prideful, where is the reverential fear of God? Can come to God's house and be a racist? Where is the reverential fear of Almighty God? How do you know when you don't possess it? Number one, one lacks a reverential fear of God. When his life is no longer under the control or influence of the Holy Spirit. One lacks a reverential fear of God when his or her life is no longer under the control and influence of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 is a wonderful passage as it relates to this. It says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, that's not, be, not, not, not booze and alcoholic. That's the Holy Ghost. When one is drunk on alcohol, they can't walk a straight line. Their speech is slurred. Huh? They're under the influence. They're subject to do anything and not even realize what they have done when they come to their senses. Why? Because they are under the influence. And as one, as so many are under the influence of alcohol and doing bizarre and crazy things, so much we live in, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. When you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, you will think like God. Huh? You will behave in a way that's as a Christian. Huh? You'll bring everything into conformity and will of the Word when you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Are you under the influence today? The influence of the Holy Spirit? Your tongue is under the influence. It won't let you say what you could say. Your thinking is under the influence of the Holy Ghost. It won't let you think. And if you do think it, you repent. And you confront the issue of those thoughts that are against and opposed to God's way. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it won't let you frequent certain places. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it won't let you peep and look and stare at pornography. Huh? When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he will help you to run from sin and stay close to God. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That means to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Letting the Holy Spirit rule and guide and govern and control every aspect of your life to the glory of God. Your attitude, how you dress, how you look, In everything, you consider God. Number two, one lacks reverential fear of God when they become so familiar with sacred things. When you become so what? Familiar with sacred things. Say familiar. Familiar. You can get so familiar with coming to church, you can come to church and go through a routine And not even connect with God. Did you hear what I just said? You can come to this church and you can serve in the media or you can serve in the finance ministry or you can serve in the nursery or you can serve as an usher. And it's so routine, routine and mundane until you have not been impacted It's dangerous to become too familiar with sacred things. You see, my friends, familiarity breeds contempt. And when you get too familiar, it it, it results in contempt, which results in worthless worship. Your worship is worthless to God. Sounding brass and tingling cymbal. Yeah. When you come too f- familiar with spiritual things, I've been in the church 40 years, 50 years, my mama was here, my grandma was here, my daddy was a deacon in this church. God has said, so what if you're separated from me? You begin to mock sacred things. You begin to make fun of people who don't sing on key, or who split a verb, or who don't conform to your particular mode of operation. You begin to sneer and you scoff at people under, the word, under your voice. And you even scoff at the word of God because you're disconnected from God. You become shameful and you have a condescending attitude toward God and others. When, when you come, become too familiar, you become prideful. And you know what? You begin to cheapen the grace of God. God has lavished his love and his grace upon you, and you begin to cheapen it because of your condescending attitude and not having a spirit of gratitude. One lacks reverential fear of God when they become too familiar with sacred things. You just come Because you know you want your name on the membership roll and somebody to marry your sons and daughter and bury you and roll you out and put you in a grave. Listen, ministry is more than that. It is cultivating an authentic, genuine relationship to the glory of almighty God. You can have your name on the membership and go straight to hell. The question is, have you been born again? Number three. The reverential fear of God is not seen in those who have a deficiency of the word of God in their lives. The reverential fear of God is not seen in those who have a deficiency of the word of God in their lives. Listen, when you're without the word, and you're not abiding in the word and loving the word and reading the word and memorizing the word and meditating on the word of God. There is nothing too low down for you to do, even though you are saved. You'll find yourself saying some things and having certain attitudes against people, and you'll be in such a mess that you need to be put in the spiritual ICU unit. Look what Psalms 119.11 says. Look what it says. Psalm 119.11, it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God keeps us from sinning. The word of God is a restrainer. And when it is ignored or disregarded, the priest and the people will run wild. You know what? The more word, less foolishness. Huh? Less word, more foolishness. Huh? More word, less counseling. The word of God is therapeutic. It is healing. But you, gotta it. you got to activate it. You got to personalize the word in your own life. Little word, you need a whole lot of counsel and you can't get healed because of deficiency of the word in your life. You will run absolutely wild without the word. The word of God, the word of God with the Holy Spirit, it restrains the sin in your life. I love what Proverbs twenty nine eighteen a says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. You know, the, the word of God without revelation, divine revelation, the word, there is no restraint. I love the way the New Living Translate the New Living Translation puts it in Proverbs twenty-eight eighteen. The same verse said another way: When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Did you hear that? When people don't accept divine, you shun it. I wish brother so and so was here. What? No, you here. The Word of God is for you. She always missed. I wish she could have heard that message. You here. You say, I'm here. I'm here. The word of God. And let me tell you something. You can have all kind of music in you, but listen, music, can't, music won't control you. Churches today, they'll run, pack the house out for music, but don't let there be the word of God and prayer uh, going forth in the church. And people, you, you can find whatever seat you want. Run wild. The word of God is a restrainer. And because when there's a deficiency of the word of God, there will be an increase of a lack of reverential fear. Number four, uh, when, when there is no reverential fear of God, many will serve in the church with a hidden agenda, a selfish agenda to gain power, control and influence. Playing up to people, being a people pleaser, breaking confidentiality. Because you want to be light or you have an underlying reason for ministering to people other than to see them brought into conformity with the word and looking more like Jesus. That ought to be the goal of anyone who's doing any type of ministry here. The goal is not me. The goal is not you. The goal is to get people to look like Christ. We need to repent of agendas and hidden selfish gains. Uh, to, get, to get more power, control, and influence. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says it rightly. Philippians 2, three, chapter 2, verse 3, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. You do nothing through selfish ambition, nothing for your own gain, nothing To build up your little show. Nothing to make yourself look good. Nothing to gain more power. Nothing to to, to promote yourself. It is about promoting the Lord Jesus Christ. Number five. When saints do not have a fervent prayer life. There will be no reverence for God. Let me tell you something. Prayer keeps us from doing a whole lot of things. But if you are not praying. You're subject to do anything. Psalms 55, 17 says, evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry loud and he shall hear my voice. Evening, morning and noon. uh, How much is that? That's all day. Morning, noon, evening. You pray, pray, pray. If you can get off your knees and cut somebody else out, you got up too quickly. Huh? That's right. You need to get back down. If you can get off your knees and then and then let your husband have the fifth degree. You didn't pray. Serious prayer will make you repent. Serious prayer will make you say, I'm wrong. It'll make you revisit some issues. Huh? A, 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 a prayer. prayer will hold you. Because you may be saved, even though saved, you still in the flesh. And the prayer will keep that flesh and those fleshly Appetites under control. You can do some things that you used to do when you were lost if you're not praying. Satan will take you back to your pre-salvation days. And you'll find, you say, how did I allow myself to stoop so low to do such a thing? It's because of a deficiency of the word and the Holy Spirit not being in control of your life, and not being a person of prayer. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, what? No power. Number six, there is an absence of reverential fear when you think you can worship God with a sinful lifestyle. That's that's an absence of reverential fear. You think you can worship God with a dirty life. I love what Psalms 24 verses three through four says. 24 three through four it says, "Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a what pure? How's your heart? Who has not lifted up his soul to uh, soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully?" James chapter four verse eight says, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners." And purify your hearts, you double minded. So clean yourself up. Allow the word of God to wash that dirty life. In other words, there's an absence of reverential fear when you think you can worship God with a sinful lifestyle. I mean, you can gamble and play the lottery, huh? Make idols out of people, idols out of things, go on strike. And be absent on purpose because you are mad. That's what somebody said or what somebody did. But yet you can work on that job. That boss can almost treat you any kind of way. You drag yourself on up there because you need that paycheck. Somebody step on one little toe and you're out of here. All I'm saying to you today, my friends, if you raise up holy hands, they ought to be Holy. If you're in the choir, you ought to be holy. You're in the media ministry, you ought to be holy. You're in the pulpit, you ought to be holy. You're a deacon, you ought to be holy. You're a preacher, you ought to be holy. If you're children, you ought to be holy and obedient to your parents. God is calling us to be holy. He says, be ye holy as I am holy. Folks sleeping around in the church. acting a fool in the church. Acting a fool at home. Some folk come here one way, but they're the biggest fool in the house. And your children see that huge hypocrisy. They say, Is this my mama or my daddy? They act one way when they get out the car, look out. Number seven, I'm going to take my time and preach. You're right. She's giving me permission to take my time and preach. Isn't that wonderful? She said, take your time and preach. Thank you. I need it. I believe I will. Number seven The fear of God is absent from those who are habitual complainers. The fear of God is absent. From those who are habitual complainers. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says. You need to look at that. If you can't get there fast enough. It says Philippians 2 15. Do all things. Do you know what all things mean. What does all things mean? Everything without complaining and disputing. Anything you do. You ought to do it. Whether you ask. Maybe you have to be in the nursery. When you want on to serve. Oh boy. She's always absent. I guess I go in here and take care of the kids. Uh, It's time for you to. You're not on to be a counselor to receive members. Boy, he's always out. I got more counselors than him. He only got two, and I got 15 because he's not here. Huh? Huh? Complaining. I mean I don't have time for prayer meeting I'm gonna sing in the choir during rehearsal and i'm gonna leave and go home and can't pray that's a you know that's no reverential respect for God when you can sing in the choir the prayer meeting is right behind the choir rehearsal and you take yourself on home instead of staying here and praying that's no fear of God You're Unless you go on to work or something absolutely beyond your control, you ought to be happy to pray with God's people. We had a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled time last Wednesday praying for the persecuted church. That was a move of God in here with not only the adults but the young kids from youth ministry that came in here. What a time when you can not come to prayer, not come to the things that matter because you're always in a hurry. You're so quick to get out of here, you can't shake five hands. The person next to you may be going home to commit suicide and you couldn't give them a word. Hmm? Let me tell you something, hey, stay away from complainers and grumblers and refuse to allow other people's negativity to influence you. Did you get what I said? I gotta repeat that again. Stay away from what? complainers and stay away from what? Now if your husband or your wife, I'm not saying divorce them. Pray for them. Okay? And refuse to allow other people's negativity to influence you. In other words, refuse to allow yourself to become a dumping ground for other people's negative trash, lest the stench of their trash cause you to smell the same.
1: Sin is a violation of the word of God. When we gave our lives to Christ, we confessed and repented of our sins. We must remember how we felt that day when God freed us from that bondage. We became new in Christ Jesus. We must strive toward holiness every second of every day through fasting and prayer, studying and meditating on God's word. Satan will continue to attack, but we have the victory in Christ Jesus. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas.